1: Nation, What is up? What has happened? We are on to week 13. We just got finished with this ter- terrible, terrible <laughs> Bills and Patriots game. Uh, that was uh, completely boring. But never fear. We have a great slate ahead of you this weekend. We were just talking off air. There's a lot of different ways you can go. As you can tell, we are joined by, another, by Derek Brown again from Fantasy Pros. You can find him on Twitter at dbro underscore where he tweets out all kinds of nuggets all day, every day, of certain things that I and kev just... trolls
0: me from the from the main account. I do,
1: I do. It's what I do. <laughs> but Maddie is in San Diego. I think he's in for the King of the Beach or whatever it is. Yeah, tough life, right? Yeah. So DraftKings flew flew him down there for that. So he is down there uh, tonight. So we, we went to the bullpen, and D Bro came out and uh, came through. Uh, You know, he had some family stuff going on. He had to put up the Christmas tree, which Mm -hmm. it is what it is. You know, you gotta get the family stuff out of the way. But we are here to talk about this slate. Walido in the chat already. Appreciate you, Walido, the five dollars super chat, D bro. Yep, he is here. So, without further ado, not wasting anybody's time, let's just get right into it. So, this slate is going to be very interesting because we have a lot of big totals. This is one of the first time, the first I can remember, Mm -hmm. where we have three games over 50 plus points you have the chiefs game you know going against the Bengals, which is looking like it's going to be fireworks because they're already both sides are chirping back and forth so that has (laughs) been fantastic to follow but this is a rematch they played each other twice last year um and so right now it's a 53 point total and then you have the lions and the jags at 51 point total and then the raiders and chargers at a 50 and a half point total right now and so a lot of things set up pretty well. There's a lot of different quarterback options. Quarterback uh, ownership is going to be spread. So, Debro, wh- where are you leaning at quarterback this week?
0: So, I, like you talked about, Kev, there's a lot of ways to go, man. I mean, I think um, if you're building single-entry three-max teams, I think the first games you're looking at is probably the high total games. Um, Trevor Lawrence was one of the first ones that pulled up in uh, my Rolodex whenever I started building dummy lineups. He makes a ton of sense um, because, again, we've seen it time and time again, man. Like, when Detroit Lions are at home, they're going to push it, they're going to be points scored. The total reflects that. So, Trevor Lawrence is in the pool. I I echo your sentiments on Patty Mahomes and Joe Burrow. They are obviously in play, they're in play every slate. Doesn't matter the total a lot of different times. Like, Joe Burrow can put up a monster game at any time, especially if we get Jamar Chase back. Um, We'll talk more about him when we get to wide receivers. But um, if I'm going off the page out of like, not saying out of those high total gains, because we hadn't even talked about it, like the Chargers and Raiders are sitting at 50 and a half. Um, I think that uh, a lot of my exposure, I like, I'm obviously going to have Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes. Like I usually run, eh, depends on the slate, like anywhere between seven to 10 teams. So I'm going to get Burrow and Patty Mahomes in there. But bringing up a few different quarterbacks that I like a lot this week that maybe are not going to pop for certain people. Like, Tua Tonga is firmly in play. He's in play every damn slate. And with premium stacks, the San Francisco defense you cannot run on. So if they're going to move the ball, it's going to be through the air. Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, you cannot guard them. We know where the ball goes. So if they can't run, they're going to throw. We know that, like, those two guys are going to make up what what, Kev? Fifty-two percent of the target share, maybe more, sixty percent of the target share. So you're getting all of the passing equity out of that, um, and the other quarterbacks that make the list for me. Uh, again, you could talk about Justin Herbert; he's obviously in play, high total game. But there are two other guys that I really want to get up in here. One of them being, and I know it's it's, I know it's gross, and I know he's been broken the entire year, but he has absolutely owned this defense. This past defense has been terrible and he's really cheap to stack with um and get exposure to the other high total games. Like I am gonna have some Aaron Rodgers this week. The Chicago Bears have been just a shit bag trying to cover wide receivers all year long. Their defense has dropped off the freaking table. They're bottom three in damn near every passing metric that you look at. Aaron Rodgers playing like if it was Jordan Love, no, I'm not going there. But Aaron Rodgers still has the upside, and he's so damn easy to stack, Kev. Like, we know where the ball is going. It's going to go to Christian Watson. It's going to go to Al Lazard, and that's pretty much it. So play them. Also, with the fact that Aaron Jones is coming into this game banged up. He's been limited and practiced all week. So if he is limited or he's out, or hell, Aaron Rodgers just wants to put up a statement game because that happens. I mean, we know he gets fired up to play the Bears. That happens every single time they play um Tua and Aaron Rodgers make a lot of sense on teams that are outside the high total games there was one other guy I talked about Trevor Lawrence I kicked the can around a little bit about Jalen Hurts but I just can't do it man like that game is going to be slow 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 Tennessee wants to slow the damn game down yeah for me it's going to be a lot probably um it's probably going to be a good bit of Aaron Rodgers and a good bit of Tua if I'm staying away from the high, high total games, which Miami and San Francisco could be absolute fireworks. Like that total's not bad at all either. It's 46 and a half. So I was actually kind of surprised whenever I pulled up the the lines and the totals early in the week. I thought that game was going to be 47, 48. Um, so the fact that it's not is actually surprising. But uh, wh- how do you see quarterback this week?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm so, I mean, I'm somewhat similar to you. I mean, obviously, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, like the, that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fact that you could play Patrick Mahomes at a, like, well, he's looking like five to six percent ownership right now. It's crazy is is just absolutely ridiculous, right? This game could just go absolutely nuclear with mm-hmm. these two offenses here. And uh, Patrick Mahomes on the year, I mean, he, he's he's been insane. He has hit, uh, you know, the three hundred point bonus or three hundred point, the three hundred yard bonus uh, in six mm-hmm. straight games. Uh, He's thrown two or more touchdowns in eight of 11 games this year. He's first red zone tips, and they're also sixth in pace of play. Uh, last year, in the two games that he played against Cincinnati, uh, 200, he averaged 267 passing yards, two and a half touchdowns, and averaged 22 DK points. Now, a lot of that was because in both of those games, they got up early and kind of took their foot off the gas in both of those mm-hmm. games. They did the same thing in the playoff game. Uh, they got up, I think it was 21 to three, I think, going into halftime, and they kind of just coasted from there. And, you know, obviously they fell apart at the end but and, and lost that game. But, uh, you know, this slate lo- or this total looks amazing. That They have the highest applied point total on the week. And if you're going to tell me I can get Patrick Mahomes at 5%, I mean, I am going to be there all day. Now, the Bengals have done a good job. I really don't care what their defense does. This is Patrick Mahomes. They, he they've makes been bad every-
0: since has been out, man. They're not the same defense. So I'm totally with you, dude. And uh, that game is also super freaking interesting because – Joe Mixon's been limited in practice all freaking week. He might not be back. So while it's looking like a lot of the parts and pieces out of that game are going to be expensive, we might get some value kind of open up in that game. And not that P Ryan's like five K, but he's not 8,500. Right. Right. And so to me, like if I, if, it, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be. I'm gonna be
1: hard pressed not to have a lot of this game, whether that is through mini stacks, whether that is through you know mm-hmm. straight up game stacking. Because if, if ownership's gonna be spread out as much as it is, it's really not a bad idea to just uh, completely game stack some of these games. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that could be a way. You know, obviously you can take something down, and so I like Patrick. Was yes, he's eight thousand three hundred dollars. He is very expensive. He's the most expensive quarterback on the slate. Travis Kelsey is seventy nine hundred. You know, most expensive tight end on the slate, but. His other pass catchers aren't expensive. Like Juju Smith-Schuster is not expensive. He's only fifty-seven mm-hmm. hundred. Um, you know, if you want to go with you know some other some of the other pass catchers, you know, Sky Moore continues to kind of build out a little bit a bit of an opportunity. No, Michael Hardman's still there. There is Tony, I don't think he's going to play. And so mm-hmm. it's MBS has been dust. I mean, he's just been terrible, he's terrible. And, he's and, so freaking. Yeah. Bad, he, he's man. done after this year. They're going to cut him They haven't out in his contract and get out of his contract. Uh, pretty much. I, I didn't
0: want to cut you off, Kev, but like, walk me through, like, what's your favorite way to, to stack Patrick Mahomes? Cause like, obviously Juju's in play, but are, is Kelsey a must for you in Patty Mahomes stacks? He's not a must because
1: so the way I look at it, because I view okay. Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Kelsey in similar ways. Okay. They don't go off together because True. what ends up happening is when, once once teams try to start taking away Travis Kelsey, J- Juju Smith-Schuster steps in and he pretty much runs mm-hmm. all the same routes that Travis Kelsey does. Uh, a lot of it, the intermediate, uh, you know, in the middle, uh, opening up the middle of the offense and stuff like that. And so I would never stack Juju and Kelsey together. I'm always looking to, you know, I would get a little bit different. Uh, I You know, and if you want some value uh, at running back, Jarek McKinnon could be excellent value uh, in this same game. Because if this is going to be a pass game script, then they're not going to run the ball. I mean, they, you could see uh, Isaiah Pacheco get eight or nine carries in this game if he uh, plays.
0: If he, McKinnon's been DMP all week with a hammy.
1: Yeah, so if he even if he doesn't play, I still think mm-hmm. that you know we could see some uh, some different options here. But we'll see on that uh, how this is all going to play out. It's only Thursday. Um, we'll mm-hmm. see what we see on the Friday practice reports. But really they have some other options. Yes, you could probably throw in like a Justin Watson and on that as well as as a as a way to kind of lower the the price of the mm-hmm. stack because even if you're paying, I mean even as a runback, I mean Jamar Chase is super expensive, T Higgins is expensive. So, it's hard to get a lot of pieces, uh, you know, it's hard with this game because it, everybody is so expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Um at, maybe unless you want to go like Hayden Hurst, you don't go Kelsey, you go Hayden Hurst as a runback option. Oh, you mean Tyler Higby?
0: To, Tyler Tyler Higby? Yeah, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Justin
0: Reed. Justin Reed, you idiot. I mean, of all
1: people, too. I'm like, come on, man. Like, like He knows,
0: man. You know he's got to be just stirring the damn pot. Like, that's a wooden spoon kind of comment. Like, he's just stirring the fucking pot, dude. Like, come on. So,
1: for me, that's the way that I would play it um i'm not playing those two together i would set some sort of rule that i'm not going to play those guys together i'm going to play them oh, separately I and then I, you know like i said i want to mix in some of the other wide receivers uh that they have because they do tend to spread the ball around quite a bit and so th- that's kind of the way that i would look at the the pass catchers here in this game and i think you can also do the same thing you can go if you want to you can go joe burrow at the same you know get some savings yep. here because joe burrow And the the two games they played last year, Joe Burrow averaged 348 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and (laughs) 28.15 DK points. And it's because the Chiefs in both, like I said, in both those games, got up so quickly they they had to abandon the run and they had to throw the ball the entire game. And so, you know, I I think you know if you want to you know get action on this and you want to go away from uh, Mahomes, I mean, you could drop down to Joe Burrow, who's only 6900, and he's not getting a ton of ownership either. And so he's 6900. They have the seventh highest implied point total this game uh, for this week. Uh, He has four games this year of the 300 yards. uh, Seven games of of two or more passing touchdowns. He's tenth in red zone. Red zone attempts, seventh in pass uh, Plays per game, and we know this offense is going to be Look so much better when they have Jamar Chase Yes, they've been functional over the last couple Of weeks since Jamar Chase has been out But you get him back in that offense And that's when this offense uh, becomes super Explosive. The Chiefs have struggled to stop uh, The pass at times this year. They allowed the ninth Most DK points and the third most passing Touchdowns and their 18th and pass TVOA Now some of that is because they they were without Trey McDuffie for a large portion of the season But we're looking at three rookie corners that are going to have to try to stop <laughs> Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Yep. I mean all of them are rookies. Uh Trevik Duffy when, was their first round pick. Joshua, Joshua Williams. Williams has
0: not been good, man. Joshua Williams it, has been struggling.
1: Well, yeah, but it, he he played at um like some division 3 school or something yeah, like I that. Mean, look, I mean, look, he's he's never seen this Rookie type.
0: corners, you you just pick on rookie corners. It's really damn rare when rookies come out of the gate and they play out of their minds like, like sauce what, what sauce is doing this year yeah. what Alante taylor is doing this year what mcduffie is doing this year that that shit is not the norm like usually it's find the rookie corners that are starting and pick on them religiously the entire year because usually these guys come to the nfl and it is a freaking wake-up call they're like oh my god like holy shit these guys are fast and they're good yeah
1: and then they have jalen watson their seventh round pick so <laughs> yep. they're at all on all rookie secondary so it's going to be a good wow. test for that for, for this defense, but I think this game is going to be fireworks, and so I'm going to want a lot of exposure to it. But I'm not really breaking any new ground by saying that because uh, mm-hmm. you know obviously this game has has the potential to be absolute fireworks. Now the the other game, the other two games, I do I do really like Justin Herbert as well. They have the fourth highest implied point total this week, third highest total on the on the season. Uh, we, you know we've already seen them play uh, this, this game, or we've already seen them play each other in week one. He threw for 278, three uh, three touchdowns, 23 DK points. Obviously, it's big uh, to have Keenan Allen back um, in this offense. Joshua Palmer has played really well. Uh, I wish I can't wait till they get rid of Brandon Staley. He is such a fake sharp. He is such a terrible coach. Um, I I cannot stand him as a coach. But regardless of that, I think Justin Herbert is 100% in play. He is 7K. And then from there, like if you want to go down, like there's a lot of good options. uh, You, You talked about Trevor Lawrence. But Jared Goff is in play this week uh, at home. Like He has done a like much better job at home than he does on the road. Jacksonville isn't great against the pass. They're 30th in pass DVOA on the year. This is the third highest uh, total. He's only 5,300. Um, you know He doesn't offer a lot. He's only has two games this year over 300 passing yards. But he does have five games with two or more touchdowns, and they're a fourth in pace of play this year. He's also 10th in deep ball attempts. I was hoping Jameson Williams would return, but that does not look like it's going to be the case. But I was actually surprised that Jared Goff is ninth in passing yards and ninth in passing touchdowns on the season. I, that's not something when I was looking at his numbers, because I don't really yeah. look at Jared Goff a whole lot. Uh, I was surprised he's played pretty well. You know, Amon Ross brown I think, is, is somebody you could easily stack him with um in, in that game and i
0: we'll get to it we get to the running backs yeah we we'll but get to a, um there's there's a really cheap wide receiver that i want to play out of that game too so we'll, we'll get to it but um before you get to the rest of your quarterbacks when i was writing that game up for the primer the thing that stuck out about that game and why i wanted to get exposure to it is just the first thing you talked about kev the detroit lions pace of play has gone up a ton over the back half of the season like they're they're top 10 in pace and Jacksonville's been running really fast all year, so if you're looking at one of these high total games that could stick out, that could run one massive shit ton of plays, like it doesn't look super super sexy, but the totals high, and they really could run a ton of plays. That Detroit and Jacksonville game could be just, I mean, lightning, like super amounts of volume.
1: Yeah, we've uh, so and on the year um, games in Detroit. Uh, interesting stat that I think it was, I think it was. Lord Reeves on Twitter. Uh, anyways, that, that this mm. this games in Detroit have averaged sixty two points per game uh, on Ooh. the season.
0: It, yeah. Oof. Jeez.
1: So, which is obviously by far the highest in the league. Um,
0: that's that's fantastic. Wow.
1: So I just loved. I, I, I so I love Oof. this game. And like I said, I, Trevor Lawrence fifty nine hundred. He's very easy to get. To. You know, he's probably going to be more of the higher
0: own quarterback. But even still, when we're talking about highest. He's though, not even that high, dude. Yeah, he's we're talking like about like ten percent. Yeah, Yeah, that's not hot at all,
1: but he's (laughs) so regardless, this game sets up really good. I really like this game uh, to to get exposure to it's a and both sides are really not that expensive to stack uh, whichever way you want to do it. And so I do like Trevor Lawrence. I do like Jared Goff in this game. I do think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is also kind of interesting at 5700. Uh, they have the sixth highest total on this slate. We've already talked about kind of the other side of this game, but Miami really struggles against you know quarterbacks this year, second most DK points. Um, now, really, I think some of this is interesting because really where they really struggle is they've allowed over 400 rushing yards to quarterbacks. We're not worried about Jimmy Garoppolo doing yeah. any of those things. So that has kind of inflated some of the numbers a little bit in terms of, in terms of this because they've actually only allowed the 12th-most passing yards, 12th-most passing touchdowns. But like I said, they've allowed the 2nd-most rushing yards and the 6th-most rushing touchdowns uh, to quarterbacks this year. But th- this is, again, a lot of good weapons here in this game for Jimmy Garoppolo with Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, uh, George Kittle. So there's a lot of good pass. Even Juwan Jennings could kind of be an off-the-board play you know, here. Um, and so I do think Jimmy G is kind of an interesting spot to get to. He's going to carry no ownership whatsoever. So I, I do kind of like him uh, a little bit. And then are you playing Mike White? There's been a lot of talk about him. I've you know, Minnesota's Minnesota's not very good against quarterbacks. Fifth yeah. most DK points, 27th to pass DVOA. He's $5,400. They, you know, obviously Garrett Wilson, who was not hot, owned enough last week, he was only like $4,300. He was kind of chalky, but he definitely paid that off. But, you know, you can go with him, you know, in a stack. If you want to go with Conklin, you could probably do something like that. But it's kind of an easy stack to get to. And it's so cheap that to run back with, like, Justin Jefferson. Now, you know, I know some people might be afraid of playing Justin Jefferson a little bit. I don't give a shit who's on the other side of the ball. There is no there is no corner in this league There's that I'm no scared of to play with Justin Jefferson. Yep. So I know Sauce Gardner has has been excellent this year. but Yeah, but Sauce a- got mossed by Chase Claypool last week. So everybody's susceptible, dude. Yeah, and so I I think that is a a pretty easy stack that we can get to. um, I like the Mike
0: White call. Um, I forgot about him. I looked at him earlier in the week. Um, My only thing with Mike White and the reason I I think he is he's in play and and I do like that call, Kev, is that the other part about some of these games is I really like it when teams and quarterbacks are put in situations where they can't run the ball. And we see like whether a team is a pass funnel or a run funnel or what have you, when teams are backed up and they can't run, so they're going to have to pass. Like for me, that also offers the ceiling or how are these teams going to move the damn ball? Okay, well, they're going to have to throw then the quarterbacks are that much more in play or maybe that hires you know raises their attempts raises their ceilings because they can't run the damn ball and that's what leads me to Tua but that also leads me to Mike White like Minnesota has been a really really good run defense outside of like getting just ripped to shreds by Dallas past that they have stonewalled running backs the entire freaking year so do I think like Bam Knight and you know Ty Johnson are going to be able to get over on the Vikings run defense no but that, Leslie, me to back to Mike White, man, and you're talking about it. The cheap, the stack is super cheap. I guess the only pushback of why play Mike White when I can get to Aaron Rodgers at 5800 or I can get to Trevor Lawrence at fifty at uh 5900 is is my only is my only problem. That that's that's it.
1: No, I and I don't I don't necessarily I don't necessarily disagree. Um, like there, there's a lot of good options out here, but I think he's somebody that we, that I definitely want to at least talk about. Cause I know there's been a lot of yeah, conversations agreed. about him this week. And That's you know, he call. played pretty well last year. I mean, he threw a lot of interceptions, but they also didn't have any weapons uh, really last year. Most of the wide receivers yep. were out or hurt. You know, now this is a completely different situation with Garrett Wilson and, you know, maybe Elijah Morris finally, you know, bring brought back to life. You know, the brand I, you, uh, reincarnated with the jets, you know, kind of like last year. Um, but so I, I do think it's a interesting spot. now, uh, what, the other quarterback I did want to ask you about, because obviously this is the first time all year, Deshaun Watson. I know it's kind of an unknown, right? Because we don't really know uh, what to expect from him. But he has played. He has practiced the last three weeks. And you couldn't ask for a better matchup against Houston.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: here, you know, in, in, in a game where he's returning, he's only 6,500. But you just don't really I, know what you're going to expect from, right? Because he hasn't yeah. played, and I think it's over 700 days is the last time he, you know, he played an NFL game, you know, in mm-hmm. a, a regular season game. And so but you know he is $6,500 and he does offer some of the other things that you really look for and like you know his ability to run and be able to get outside the pocket and mm-hmm. um, you know pick up yardage on the on the ground and that's that's honestly like heading into the season before we knew what any sort of suspension was coming I was like in terms of like I know this is like season long whatever but I, I was nervous for Nick Chubb because all right because he is going to take away uh, opportunities and touches from from him right and do they, do they decide to throw the ball more this game to kind of get Deshaun Watson in rhythm, kind of get him back in this, involved in this offense, it's, which is possible. And again, it's Houston, so you're not really worried about it. We just saw the Miami Dolphins drop 30 in the first half against them and just kind of take their foot off the gas against them in the first half last week. Um, obviously, they don't have Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waddle, but they still have Amari Cooper. Really liked uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones as an option as well. And so, but he's 6,500, but I don't know, like on this slate, I don't know if it's necessarily needed with all of the other options that we have. Uh,
0: So I would be more interested in playing Watson. It's twofold. One, he is in the bucket of the guys that are right after Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's in that bucket. If, If I was looking at Deshaun Watson and he was sub 5%, I would have more interest in Deshaun Watson. Um, but honestly I don't have a whole lot of interest in Deshaun Watson out of that game. I just really want to play Nick Chubb because he's probably going to be not very popular. At least early uh, roster projections don't look like he's going to be popular. And if that's going to be the case, the way that I, and, and the story that I tell myself about how that game goes is just like you were just talking about Kev, like could they give Deshaun Watson a bunch of opportunities and, and, and volume and stuff like that to get him comfortable? Yes the the other side of that coin and kind of the side that i lean to is do they have to to win the game and and they don't like so for me i'm like they could just feed Nick Chubb let Watson get his feet wet like let him get you know 20 something 25 attempts like whatever and just lean on Chubb and it's not like Houston's going to offer you a lot of pushback on the other side but for Kyle freaking Allen you know so the other side of that is is I think that the game script on that game is really tentative and easy too for it just to be a Chub game. Like, say Houston comes out and they, and Allen throws a pick six or they go two and out and Cleveland is all of a sudden up 14 to nothing with like eight minutes left of the first quarter, then Houston, I mean, Cleveland's probably not going to let Deshaun Watson push the ball and things like that. So I think for me, out of that game, it just leads me to more Chub. I just don't think you have to go to Watson. Like, if this was a different slate, like either we had bye weeks or more condensed or not as great options, or Watson was going to come in sub 5%, I'd have a lot more interest in him. But on this slate, I just don't feel like you need to go there.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel, too. I mean, if you look at, I mean, he's 6,500, he's 400 less than Joe Burrow. You yeah, know, that's crazy. Slightly lower than, uh, you know, a little bit more than Joe, Justin Herbert. Like, And then like, you like you mentioned, I mean, then you have Trevor Lawrence right below him, Aaron Rodgers, like you mentioned, you know, I just think he's kind of in that spot. Like, so when there's so many other options this week that you can get to why go to Deshaun Watson, when I don't think it's really needed.
0: Like he's going to have to put up 30 or 35. Like if Burrow, Burrow's going to have to fail for Watson to be the play in that price range. Like he'd have to put up 30 and Burrow has to put up 20 to burn me. And I just, I, I, I don't see that in his first game back. If he puts up 20, okay, great. But if Burrow puts up 25 or 30 in this game, then you're going to say, well, shit, I should have played Burrow.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. So anyways, I don't really have any other uh, quarterbacks I want to talk no, about. Same. Do you? All right. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and jump over to running back. Cause that's kind of, so where I think that a dichotomy with this slate is going to come is really the best matchup for the running backs are at the top. Like, Yep. austin eckler terrific yep, 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 i yep, mean you yep, couldn't yep, ask for a better matchup and what he's doing right now mind, man is Love utterly it. ridiculous right i mean the yeah. fact that this man has a 22 percent target share right now for a running back is averaging nine targets per game that is wide receiver he one. got
0: 15 targets last week kev yeah.
1: 15 and he's still set. he's still second in red zone t- uh touches as well playing almost getting 70% of the opportunities. And then you get the great matchup against the Raiders. The Raiders allow the fifth most uh, DK points, but they also allow the most receiving yards to running backs, the third most receiving touchdowns, and their 23rd in rush DVOA. And so this is such an incredible matchup for Austin Eckler. He's 8,500. But then you have Nick Chubb, like we just talked about. Nick Chubb is in an incredible spot. Houston is terrible Mm -hmm. against the run. I was actually shocked that, that Miami had no desire to run the football in that game um you know with jeff wilson but regardless right. of that like we're not worried about that with nick chubb the houston allows the second most dk points the most rushing yards the most rushing touchdowns and you get the best pure runner in my opinion in the league and nick chubb he is still super efficient fifth and breakaway run rate second epa per play 16 yards after contact per tip second missed tackles force and he handles he gets 18 carries per game two targets per game he's fifth in red zone touches and he's 8k he is an incredible spot this week against them you know, we talked about if, if if Aaron Jones if Aaron Jones can play. In my opinion, sixty nine hundred dollars, great spot. Chicago terrible against the run. I mean, they're terrible against everything, but they're also terrible against the run. Six most DK points, fourth most rushing yards, second most touchdowns, twenty eighth in rush DVOA, and you know Aaron Jones. You know Aaron Jones has played great this year, and so you have him. You also have Derrick Henry against Philadelphia. Derrick Henry in uh, Philadelphia has been an absolute. Wide open gate for, for to, to run a football against. They mm-hmm. are terrible against stopping the opposing running backs. But Kev, they, you,
0: signed they signed Ndamukong Sue. They signed Linval Joseph. Like, wasn't that supposed to fix them?
1: Yeah, it, it hasn't fixed the goddamn thing. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. And then we get Josh Jacobs, who is coming off a monster performance last week, oh, 51.3. Like, just absolutely torched. Seattle, but then he gets to play yeah. the the Chargers, who are incredibly bad against the run. They allow everybody to run all over them, and he is still too cheap at seventy nine hundred dollars. The guy's at, like play, he's getting like eighty five percent of the opportunities. They're utilizing him in the passing game, so it's not even like he, he's just he's just being utilized as a runner. And he's been incredible this year. Like I hate to say it, I was near you know, and again, it's season long. We all wasn't are. really looking uh, really We're high on him when he came in. Are. Uh we missed on that. I will take I'll take you oh, yeah, all day. We all
0: were. Yeah. I, I, I would love to go and find if there was one person out there that was saying, you got to draft Jacobs. There was nobody. Nobody kept. Nobody was out there being like, all right, Josh Jacobs bandwagon, baby. Come on. Hop on. Like, no, there was nobody out there saying that shit. Well, um, before you get to the rest of your running backs, does it change the flavor of the Jacobs ice cream at all? That he is projecting to be the most popular running back on the slate.
1: I, but the thing is though, like no, I mean, I, I mean, don't I, think you. I don't think asking. you have to get there. Like I, I don't because no, there I, are. I
0: agree. I agree.
1: There are running backs that are in his same price range that are ju- that are in just incredible spots as he is. Yep. Like I said, to me, it's Austin Eckler. It's yeah, you know you can make a case for Derrick Henry, which I don't love playing all, a whole lot, but he's still eighty one hundred dollars. And Then you have Nick Chubb, like Josh Jacobs, like all of those guys are just incredible spots. And then Aaron Jones would be the other guy. You know, kind of in the more expensive range of guys that are, that are in just great, great spots this week, right? Now we do right. have some value. I think we could get some value to open up if Najee, misses, right? if Najee Harris misses. value, right? If Najee Harris misses, Jalen Warren becomes such an incredible play at forty nine hundred dollars. Will you
0: just lock him? Like if he, if Najee is out, would you consider locking Jalen Warren at forty nine hundred? Because I've 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 kicked it around, dude. I think
1: like, I think you kind of have to. So if you look at Jalen Warren, get
0: all the freaking work. Benny Snell is banged up too. Like he's going to get all of it.
1: Right, and 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 Atlanta is bad against the run. They're twenty fifth in rush DVOA, they lot of the yep. eighth most DK points. So it, it's a great spot. So I guess awesome. that's how you can kind of mitigate this, and and with being able to get one of these expensive running backs in is dropping down and getting some of these cheaper running backs into your into your lineups. But I think that's kind of going to be the bill that everybody goes with. But Mm -hmm. regardless, you know, we've seen a lot of chalk just hit this year, right? Like, and so, you know, you can get a little bit different in other, uh, some other spots. But Jalen Warren, he's $4,900. This is going to seem thin, but I want to know what you think. $5,200 Kyron Williams.
0: Oh, shit, you mother. Damn you, cat. Oh, no. This is not thin at all. Shit, no. I love this play. I love this play you go ahead and spit your reasons and i'll give mine because i okay there are two ways in running backs that i'm 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 figuring out how and i'm gonna have builds with both okay i think that if we get the value to open up i think that you go with the three running back build and you can stack three running backs for cheap as shit um with jalen warren being one of them Kyron Williams being one of them and the other guy is Brian Robinson because if Antonio Gibson is going to miss versus the the New York Giants who just made Ezekiel Elliott look like the ghost of Christmas past um I really like all three of those dudes I'm not even talking about Samaji P Ryan if Mixon's out and stuff because we still don't know but I think that going with three running back builds with those three cheap backs or Doing the double payup for Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb are the two ways that I want to focus around building lineups. But you son of a bitch, I love the Kyron Williams call. Go ahead. D- tell the people why, and then I'll, I'll I'll add in around it because damn it, I didn't think you were gonna bring him up. I love that call so much.
1: Well, first of all, you have Cam Akers who didn't practice Now it is an illness. We'll have to mm-hmm. see if he played, but regardless of that, he yep. still played Kyron Williams played 71% of the snaps last week, and I don't think people really realize that. He also ran a route on fifty three percent of the dropbacks last week. Uh, saw three targets, but Seattle's terrible against the run. They allow the second most DK points. They're twentieth in rush DVOA. They're not very good against the run. And so, r- regardless, he's game script proof because even if they get down, they, he still is going to be involved in the passing game. He's, he's the best. He's the best pass catching running back they have. And you know they really like Kyron Williams. And if K- Cam Akers misses, who else are they going to play back there? It's going to be nobody oh, no. else. And so (laughs) the Rams defense is still good enough to keep them in, uh, keep them in games. Like we saw it against the chiefs last week. You know, the chiefs went very vanilla. They didn't really have to do a whole lot, but still they did a pretty good job of of really limiting a lot of things they wanted to do. And Mm so I think Kyron Williams at $5,200, if he's going to play that many snaps to get that many opportunities, I mean, he could be talking about 15 to 20 touches for him. Yes. It's kind of gross because it's the Rams and everything else at a super low total, but he doesn't have to do a ton to be able to get there at
0: $5,200. He doesn't. He so doesn't. I, I think, I just think he's kind of an interesting play. I, I love that call. Um, I've been staring at him because the other thing that we, we haven't brought up yet is that Seattle is bottom five versus receiving backs. Like last year, they were legendary bad. Like I'm talking about if you were to go back um, because I did. The last 10 to 12 years, Seattle was one of the only defenses last year that had given up a thousand receiving yards to running backs on a season. I think it was in the last 12 to 15 years. That's how bad they were. And this year, they're a little bit better. They're still bottom three. Bottom three, Kev. Like, Kyron Williams could legit get 20 to 22 opportunities in this game. Half of them coming in the in, through the air. Like... Los Angeles did not throw the ball a ton and I'm not saying they're going to throw the ball a ton this game but Kyron Williams could just be fed checkdowns for days like he could lead this team in targets that's not insane to say um especially if Cam Akers misses I think that can Kyron Williams is in play regardless of if Akers plays or not but if Akers is out kyron williams is going to play 100 of the damn snaps he's going to get a lot of targets he's not coming off the field like they're not going to put ronnie rivers in there so i i just I, one of my favorite mini stacks of the freaking week um is kyron williams and tyler lockett so i i freaking love it it's going to carry no ownership nobody is going to be on kyron freaking williams right now he's projecting to be sub five percent he's probably going to sit around two percent like Even if Cam Akers rules out, he's not going to get steam. Nobody is going to want to play this dude. Um, So I I love the call, man. I absolutely love the call. Um, Some other guys that I think make some sense, like we still don't know about Travis Etienne. He's been limited all week. I don't know if he plays. We'll see. So maybe we get Jermichael Hasty that opens up. I'm not going to play Bam Knight for all the reasons that I talked about um, because I think that's just, it's a trap. It's an absolute trap. Um, Whether they have James Robinson active or not, Ty Johnson is going to factor in, or just like I talked about, it's a horrible matchup on the ground. And for every good thing that Bam Knight did last week, it was against the damn Bears. The Bears. So you could do everything you want to against the Bears. You could pass on the Bears. You could run on the Bears. You could do whatever you want. doesn't matter. So the fact that Bam Knight looked really, really freaking good versus the Bears does not really matter to me. Um, but I I love the Kyron Williams call. Um, absolutely love it. I think that if I'm looking at tournaments, the two ways that I'm approaching running back, um, depending on my stacks, um, like if I'm going with a cheaper quarterback, I think I'm gonna try to wedge in Eckler and Chubb. If I'm paying up for premium stacks, I'm probably going with a three running back build, and that's gonna be Kyron. If Jalen Warren war- uh opens up, it's gonna be Jalen Warren, and it's gonna be Brian Robinson, and I'm gonna have a shit ton of brian robinson dude like right now he is projecting sub five percent right now i don't think that that holds but i don't think he's gonna be chalky i don't think he's gonna be the highest uh rostered running back on the slate and i don't really understand it honestly like you look at his his production over the last few weeks he has gotten more elusive as the season has gone on now whether that's coming off of like extra time to, get, to rehab himself, get stronger, get back from the gunshot wound, things like that. I think it's possible. The other part about it is they're just feeding in the damn rock. And we saw him get work in the passing game last week. And it's not just, oh, the two targets. I don't, I care about the two targets, but I don't really care about it in the sense that like he ran nine routes versus Antonio Gibson's 14. So that margin is closer than it has been for the last few weeks. If that, even if Gibson is active, Kev, if that flips, Brian Robinson could be a workhorse. If Gibson is out, he could be a damn bell cow at 5,300.
1: Yeah, I I don't mind him um, either. I I think that he is definitely a play, especially against the Giants. Giants run defense has been really bad for most of the season. That's so bad. And so I do like that. Now, I I do want to say this. One, it really bothers me when people call Zonovan Knight Bam Knight. Just because I, Zonovan's such a, <laughs> I mean, it's such a badass. Like mean, Zonovan Knight. I
0: like Zonovan Knight. I like it, but everybody is. keeps
1: calling him Bam. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Bam Knight does not sound nearly as good as Zonovan Knight. In no, my opinion. it
0: sounds like uh, it reminds me of Bam Bigelow, the uh, the flame headed uh wrestler back in the day. That or Bam Morris back in the day that played. Oh, Bam! Good lord, Bam Morris. Yeah. Talk about, talk about plotters. That was Ben Jarvis Green Elvis before Ben Jarvis Green Elvis was a thing.
1: Yeah, Wolf. but. With <laughs> a Knight, though, I will say this. Being only $4,600, again, he doesn't have to do a lot to be able to get there. And if
0: Michael Carter is out, I think it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Carter plays. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that out there. I do not think Carter plays. I don't think plays. he does either. He's not practiced all week. He's not going to play.
1: And I I feel like Ty Johnson got a little bit more run, especially down there. The stretch was because they were whooping. The, I mean, they, they, they just started. They opened that game up on them against the bears and i don't think they really had to do a lot but he still played 50 percent of the snaps he saw three targets and zonovan knight is a terrific pass catcher out of he the back a good pass catcher like like that was one of the big things that whenever he was coming out and so mm-hmm. i think it's possible that, that even if he can't get a lot going on the ground i still think you could see where he maybe gets five or six targets in this game we talked mm-hmm. about how bad they are against uh you know you know against, against the pass and so i don't mind zonovan knight it, it's really going to depend on what his ownership would be. if he, Now, if he got chalky or something like that, mm-hmm. let's say some of the other, a little bit of the other, you know, especially like, let's say Najee Harris plays or we get reports that Biddy Snell's going to be the lead back or something different happens. And, Zon- and Jalen Warren just doesn't, you know, isn't that guy either. Then mm-hmm. I don't mind taking some shots on of at night. Uh, he's $4,600. Okay. $4, he doesn't take a ton to get there. But now if he got chalky, that's a completely different conversation than I probably would, whether I'd probably jump off of it. Because I don't think he has some like incredibly high ceiling but he doesn't need to at forty six hundred dollars either. But I will agree that I think some of the other guys that are around him, like if Jalen Warren's the running back lead right back, by far and away, he he is a better option than what Zonovan Knight is because of just he's a great pass catcher. He's probably gonna get 80, 90% of the touches in the backfield anyway. Uh, you know, it's a great matchup, everything else aligns. So I do but I just with Zonovan Knight, I do think that he makes some sense being the cheapest running back, I think, on this slate that you probably could play.
0: My only problem, and, and, and let's just play hypotheticals here. Like, if Travis Etienne plays, do you, are you going to have any Travis Etienne? If he's active? Like, let's let's play the... the because, so this slate, and, and we're talking about this on a freaking Thursday, and the, it, it, let me just throw this out. Right in the primer this week was a lot of fun. Can I tell you there's like six backfields where I'm like, I don't know who the hell was playing. So, you know, what the hell? Um... But it, it, let's play out the scenario. So if, if ETN is active, are you going to have any exposure to ETN versus Detroit?
1: Probably not, because okay. Detroit is a better run defense. People are getting yeah. better, especially okay. lately. They have they've done a much better job of just shutting down opposing running backs.
0: So if ETN is out, will you have any Jamichael Hasty? He's at he's at five k. Probably not because of the okay. running backs that are around. Okay, and and that's kind of where I go with with Knight Knight Is is that it's hard for me to press the button on him with the looming specter of James Robinson, assuming Robinson's active. If Robinson's out, then it's, it's still, I guess it's hard for me, Kev to press the button on Zonovan Knight only in the sense that I'm going to tilt my freaking face off when Ty Johnson gets red zone work. Whereas like if Jalen Warren is the guy I can play him and he's going to get all the touches. If um Kyron Williams, if Cam Akers plays or doesn't play, I still think Kyron Williams is the guy regardless. So Kyron Williams gets all the touches. R- Brian Robinson at 5,300, it's not that far away. Like, if he gets all the touches, it's hard for me to pre- press the button. Like, if Zonovan Knight was like 4,100, 4K, like somewhere around there, I think I'd feel a little bit different. But th- the fact that he's so close to 5K kind of pushes me off of him And a lot of it comes down to is we have so many good running back plays that honestly nobody is on, dude. Like, I'm looking at roster percentages. Brian Robinson, sub 5%. Kyron Williams, sub 5%. Jalen Warren, sub 5%. Now, uh, obviously, we don't have the full rule out of Najee, but even if that happens, I still don't see him getting chalky, like over-the-moon chalk. I think he could get to, like, 10 12%. But I mean, still, like I don't give a shit at that at that spot. Like ten to one percent is whatever. Like I I don't care about that.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, I don't either. Um, well, you know, hits with another super I chat. Can't. Now, it's it's an interesting because I I kind of thought about it myself before this. Mm, like as I was kind of going through everything today, like he's sixty two hundred dollars. It's not crazy, and I agree. The Packers have been terrible against the run this year. I mean. Yeah, uh, you know we just saw what you know Miles Sanders uh, was able to do, and and Jalen Hurts for that I'll matter. I'll tell you but, why
0: I can't Walido after KeV goes.
1: But their offense is so undimensional. I and, and honestly, if they don't, if if Justin Fields plays and he's not able to run the ball like he has been before, because I honestly don't. Even if he does, like even if he is healthy, it really really limits David Montgomery's upside, right? Yeah. So there's two factors. If 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 David if if Justin Fields plays then uh you know what what the problem is that he it, he's practicing in full and that that is kind of interesting to me because and they did say afterwards that the injury wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be and so if So if, he's, so if he's, will you if have he's back Justin practicing. Fields
0: i guess kind of going back to quarterback for a second do you think Justin Fields could make your uh, your tournament exposure there
1: to? he could be the he could be the guy that we like, Going back we, that, to we it, like, back he he could that, that, be the guy
0: where like nobody plays, and we're like, right? Because Shit, he, we should have played. We Justin see Fields. his ceiling; like the guy can go out and
1: rush for 160, <laughs> 170 rushing yards. Like it's Same. like it's, he's done it multiple times this year. He could drop he forty, at? and Where's he doesn't he need at? to throw the ball very much, right? Like that—that's the thing. And he's I'm practicing looking... in full; like it's not like he's limited or anything like that. And so What's his
0: price, Kev,
1: seventy something. I mean, he's he—he's he's seventy four hundred.
0: He's, he's, 7, he's yeah. he because he's not in projections right now. That's why I was I didn't I couldn't find him. Yeah, he's not.
1: He's not cheap, but he's
0: not going to be. He's not going to be popular, though.
1: But if and if you but if you want if you wanted to, I I don't think you need to. But now, I mean, now without Darno Mooney, I mean, if you wanted to play Chase Claypool, you can. I I don't think you. you need to. I think you just play him naked. Like I just don't. I don't you think you play him you with could. anybody.
0: You could. I mean, it, it, here's my problem, Walido, is that if Justin Fields plays, I'm just going to play Justin Fields and Chase Claypool. If Justin Fields is out, like. The thing about it with David Montgomery is David Montgomery is not getting this all of the work. He did for one week where he got 80% of the snaps last week. They just ran Darrington Evans, just like he was Khalil Herbert. So David Montgomery did not get like a 90% snap share. D- Darrington Evans cut into his work. Darrington Evans had 10 freaking touches. So you're looking at the same David Montgomery as when Khalil Herbert was there, just a different dude playing the same type of role. And They don't have a high implied team total for that team. The fact of is that David Montgomery is a volume runner. The chances of him getting, and I got to pull this up because I don't want to sound like I'm talking out my ass, but I want to say Kev that David Montgomery does not have a game this year. Um, And I could be wrong on this, but I'm pulling it up. I don't think David Montgomery has a single game this year with 20 carries. No, he doesn't. His high for the season is 17 carries. and He's only hit that twice. He's only had one game where he has 100 rushing yards. Now, yes, that came against the Green Bay Packers, but this all comes down to there is not a lot of touchdown upside with David Montgomery because of the team that he's playing on, and if there is, it's going to go to Justin Fields because if Justin Fields plays, that's the only way they have higher touchdown equity. David Montgomery's a volume runner, and he's not getting high enough volume. Like, We have seen David Montgomery break a slate it's because David Montgomery has gotten 20 to 25 opportunities and he he's gone off. He's not getting that type of volume this year. Just like period. He's not. And if we want to throw another thing on top of the pile, David Montgomery is not sneaky at all. He's the third, third most popular running back. Like he's projecting around 20%. So this all leads me in like, I, I'm on the side that David Montgomery is just an easy fade. Yeah. Especially
1: with that kind of ownership. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if
0: he was five percent, I'd have some on. I, I I would have some interest. But he he's he's no he's never he's never sub five percent. Like if there is any kind of chance where like David Montgomery ever gets where it's like oh David Montgomery workhorse, he's automatic chalk. Like go back and look at different slates. He's always freaking popular. It's like kind of like when you look at the Buccaneers. Mike Evans is never popular. Chris Godwin is always uber popular. There are just certain players. That people love to click the button on their name.
1: Yeah, well, and I also, but I also think too, like the way this is different is one, Philly has much better pass catchers, right? When you have AJ Brown, Devonta Smith out there. I mean, right now, I mean, really, I mean, who are you, who are you worried about in Chicago? Chicago, Right? You'd be really worried about Justin Fields. So if Justin Fields was limited and he can't run the way that he can, I mean, you just put Alexander out there on on Chase Claypool, and I'm like, well, we're not worried about the rest of these bums. And now we. True. I'm just going to stack the box, and I because I, cause I am not worried about anybody else in your team beating me. It's very true, right? It's very and so true. like, so there's that's my point with this game, like or with 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 David Montgomery. Like, I just don't think like when I first started looking, I was like, oh, that's interesting, especially against Green Bay. We just saw what Green Bay did, but mm-hmm. I think that's why everyone's going to do. It. Everyone's going to chase what just happened last week with them, with Miles Sanders and you know Jalen Hurts. But that is a completely different offense, and are not one of the best, one of the better offenses in the league versus yep. you know what. The, the bears and so really the engine you know with, with the bears offense and when they look so so good was just the racking up 150 rushing yards a game you know it wasn't it had nothing to do with Great. david montgomery
0: yep I, I don't disagree at all man and that it, this it's just year over year there's certain teams and certain players that kind of get the steam and get the pub it's like play the running backs versus detroit play the running backs versus houston play the running backs versus the packers play david montgomery um you know play joe mixon whatever you know what i mean like or it's just certain players people love to click the name on it um so i i can't um before we get up out of running back kev um one other guy i want to get get your thoughts on here is uh damian pierce going against cleveland thoughts on him he he's projecting as the second most popular running back i don't really give a shit like i think he and I didn't bring his name up, but he's 5900. He's in that bucket of like 5k guys that if I'm paying up for stacks, he makes a lot of sense on like, all right, I'm going three running backs. Um Damian Pierce, yeah, let's go. I am shocked that he is coming in, especially in the last
1: two weeks that he has scored, I think less than 10 DK yeah, points he's... combined. I think he's got am like 15, he's or at-
0: 15 or 18 carries total. But I get it games.
1: because Miami, or excuse me, Miami, Cleveland is so bad, so bad. against the run. Yep. And so, like, yes, like there's, there's like the range of possibility that, that Damian Pierce at 5,900 score 20, 22 DK points. There's also the range of possibility that he scores six, right? Yeah. It really just depends on the game script of this game. What happens if they, because I do think, obviously, I think a lot of these Houston players are going to be fired up. It's going to be very much somewhat similar to the Seattle game the first of the year with with Denver, right? You had Russell Wilson coming back. You had Deshaun Watson coming yeah. back. And the way that he left that team and got out of there and got traded and all that stuff. I am sure that that place is going to be rocking because Deshaun Watson's coming back. I am sure that the Texans are going to just – this is going to be their Super Bowl. They want to destroy Deshaun Watson, I, I would imagine. So it is definitely possible, especially with Deshaun Watson coming off, of haven't played in forever. That this game script can stay very close, and we've seen when that happens, Damien Pierce is very good. The problem with Damien Pierce isn't Damien Pierce at all, and that's yeah. kind of what I like. I've talked about with him, like like season long stuff that we do um, on our other channel or on you know on the channel, and because he's still seeing seventy three percent of the opportunities, he's still getting almost nineteen touches per game. He's tenth in red zone touches. He's been efficient, eleventh in yards after contact per attempt, third in missed tackles, force. 19th in yards created per touch like he's still been really good none of this none of this is his fault uh, of what's happened but this team is so bad their offensive line has struggled they they have no weapons they have kyle allen at quarterback i mean they missed him multiple times last week on checkdowns that he had tons of space in front of him but he overthrew him how you overthrow a guy that's three yards away from you i don't know but that's probably why Kyle <laughs> Allen's a backup, you know? And, and so, like, th- that's the problem with me, for me, is that, like, he's mm. he's very volatile. He could be the guy that you needed for this slate because of his price. Because $5,900 is incredible. But he also, if he's going to be second highest owned, could end up being the guy that you should have faded
0: and, you know, ends up killing you. The more and more I look at it, man, the more and more I think I'm just going to fade Damian Pierce. The fact that he is he's semi popular, and I guess what I'm going to come back to, Kev, is what does Damian Pierce have to score to burn me? Well, I, I, I guess it's twofold. The other running backs in that price tier, like the Brian Robinsons that I've talked about, um, Kyron Williams, all those other guys, got to fail one. Number two, if they don't fail, then Damian Pierce has to put up, what, 25 or 30? Like, really, like, hit 30 to burn me? If the other guys put up 20, I don't really give a shit. Like, if they they put up 20 to 22 and Damian Pierce puts up 25, so what? But if they eclipse him, and I guess, like, looking at his game logs, because as good as he has been this year, this is his, his DK point totals, man. Um, since he took over the lead back job, 18, 28, 20, 15, 14, 16, 13, before the streak of bad games, like 13 to 17 points. I don't care about like that at 5,900, that ain't doing it for me. Like that's not enough to take down a damn tournament. Like not considering you could play a wide receiver in that spot, not considering the other 5k running backs that are yeah, I mean, the more we talk about this, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Damian Pierce. Yeah,
1: everything else lines. Just so many different ways that this could go bad. He just um, doesn't
0: have a ceiling, man.
1: And honestly, you know, if like like more I think about it, like if if Jarek McKinnon doesn't play, Isaiah Pacheco at fifty seven hundred dollars becomes a play really good play because he's a good play. He would be the pass catcher, I think, that that what they would use him as. He would be the third down guy. He would get all those. Sure as
0: hell won't be Ronald Jones. That's for damn. We don't have to worry about that. Now, it's possible
1: that maybe they bring up Melvin Gordon. I, 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 I. I don't. Melvin, I,
0: Melvin Gordon is a freaking slug. That dude is Latavius Murray, babe. Like, like he he's terrible, man. Right. I don't think they
1: will because they just brought him in. Yeah, I don't think they will either. So I don't think you have to worry about that. And so as long as that's not the case, and if, if Jerry McKinnon does miss, fifty seven hundred dollar Isaiah Pacheco could be a great stacking option with Patrick Mahomes. You go him, you go Pacheco, and then you go you know Kelsey or or, or Schuster, and now you get all the touchdowns in that game.
0: I'll bring up one other guy uh, before we move over, unless you got any anybody else. But uh, if Mixon is out, I'll have a shit ton of Samaj P Ryan at six K. Like we know, he's going to get all the work. He's going to get the passing work. Kansas City has been up and down versus the run, um, but really, I'm playing P Ryan for two reasons. I'm playing P Ryan in a fantastic scoring environment, and I'm playing P Ryan because Kansas City struggles versus pass catching running backs. So P Ryan's gonna and P I think that P, the, the narrative on P. Ryan is very, very different. And honestly, it's wrong. Like, people look at P. Ryan as he's a slow, can't Reiner. break tackle, like he's terrible. That dude has been efficient as shit with every opportunity. Like, if you look at yards after contact per attempt, elusive ratings, he is near the top and he kicks Joe Mixon's ass in all. All of those metrics. Yeah, and
1: Dave, he saw seven targets last week. You know, and you know,
0: and Dude. so I mean a six K. I mean and like, again he's already shown us like Samaji Pira what did he score the game where he got three tutties? He he's already shown he's already shown us he has a thirty point ceiling because he's done it. We've seen it already, Kev.
1: Yeah. So no, he's a, he's not a bad player. And again, nice leverage off of, you know, Davey Pierce. So Yep. Um, agreed. Yeah, and so and then Waleed uh, wanted to know about Keith Walker. i It's not a great... I it, can't. Yeah, the Rams have been really good. And, that's the only
0: thing they do well, is stop yeah. the run. Even with Aaron Donald out, that's the only thing they do well, is stop the run. Yeah, so I agree. So let's jump over to Water receivers. We're almost
1: an hour in. We haven't got the Water receivers yet, so this is, this is going well.
0: <laughs> this would probably be going faster if we actually had three guys, man. Maddie would be, like, pushing us forward, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. So... All right, so wide receiver this week, again, I think this is very much gonna be a part of your stacks. Um yeah, I agree. but you know, we, a lot of narratives this week. We get AJ Brown returning to uh Tennessee. Mm. I think he could absolutely smoke them. He's gonna be even more motivated than than normal after they traded him away. He's seventy eight hundred, but you know, to start off the top, it's just Jefferson, eighty, nine hundred, Tyreek at eighty eight, Devontae Adams at eighty seven, and you have Jamar Chase who will be back for this game at seventy nine. 7,800 A.J. Brown, Jalen Waddle, 7K. T. Higgins, 72. A- uh, Amon Ross, A. Brown, Sun God is 71. And then the 6K wide receivers are D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk, and Tyler Lockett wraps up that range. And so if you're going to pay up at wide receiver, what wide receiver do you want?
0: Uh, I think the guy for me is, is Tyreek Hill. Like... I, I I look at that game, and that game screams, like, that could be the game to shoot the hell out. Um And and we Kev, we still have not seen, and I, I'll go back uh, a second to Chubb. We have not seen Nick Chubb, like, a Nick Chubb-esque game of, like, 180 rushing yards and three scores. We have not seen a game out of him the entire season where he breaks the slate. We haven't seen a game out of Tyreek Hill where he gets, like, 160 and three. It's gonna happen before we close the chapter on the 2023 uh three season. Like, it sh- I mean, 2022. That shit's gonna happen, but we haven't seen it yet. So I think if I'm going up, well, week like, two
1: he had 11 for 190 and two, but yeah, yeah. Like, that was it. I, that was it. I, I
0: think I think Tyree Kill is the guy, man. Like, as much as like you can make a case for Adams and Jefferson and stuff like that, like. They're both firmly in play. I think looking at scoring environment um, and just like touchdown regression, because t- Tyreek still has a ton of touchdown regression coming his way. And San Francisco is quietly terrible versus deep passing. I think Tyreek Hill is my payup guy. What about you?
1: And I, well, one thing I'll bring up too, us being a, uh, you know, a, a chiefs guy here is Shavarius Ward gets absolutely roasted on deep balls, like absolutely yep. cooked. On deep balls. See Tyreek it.
0: Hill's gonna wave at him and be like Bye, yeah, over yeah. Bye.
1: over and over and over again. <laughs> like he's he's terrible against deep balls. And so I mean, really, Tyreek. I mean, I agree. I mean, Tyreek, I think makes the most sense at eight hundred dollars in terms of the really top payup guys, and then I think that would follow that up with Jamar Chase at 7900 dollars just because of his ceiling. Do you think, I think he
0: plays full-time snaps, though? That's my that is my problem with Chase. So from what I understand,
1: he was ready to go last week. But okay. they did not want to th- – their whole goal was to get to this game. They thought they had enough okay. to get him uh, – to to let him go. Like, he was ready to go last week, and they said, no, uh, we're we're going to hold him out for one more game because we want him ready for the Chiefs game. Okay. okay. And so yeah. I, I think that he will. And he's 7,900. It's pr- that's, that's still – for his ceiling, I mean, you can make a case he should be up there with, you know, the Justin Jeffersons and the Tyree Kills. Like, that's how good he yeah, is, right? He mm-hmm. can absolutely break this slate, too. At yep. $7,900. And so he is 100%. And then I also think, like I already talked about A.J. Brown. He's $7,800. He's cheaper than those guys. The narrative, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Uh, but he could absolutely just crush. Uh, I'm not worried about Tennessee secondary no. uh, and anybody they have back there. They,
0: they don't have anybody back there. And you know that A.J. Brown is going to want to rub it in their faces. Like, y'all don't want to pay me my damn money? Eat it. Yeah, and so I think up
1: top, those are, the, those are the kind of guys that I'm looking at. But obviously, with the way we're wanting to pay up in a lot of these positions, we're going to have to find value at other places, right? And so, like, once you drop down, I think, one, I already talked about Brandon Ayuk. I really like Brandon Ayuk as kind of a runback option if you want to go, even if you want to go a mini stack with Tyreek and then Brandon Ayuk, and you don't want to mess with the quarterbacks in that game, I think that is at $6,100, uh, he is a very good play in my mind. Um, and at Josh Palmer at 5,600 against the Raiders, he continues to see, a, a, a quite a bit of targets here in this offense. Mike Williams isn't playing. He hasn't practiced at all, but we're seeing a lot of targets for Josh Palmer. You just go back and look over the last five games, 12, 10, eight, 10, seven. Yeah. Like he sees a ton of targets here at 5,600. So his, his workload doesn't match his price. Like he could see 10 to 12 targets in this game. And so I do like Josh Palmer quite a bit here at 5,600 dollars. Uh, we already talked about Garrett Wilson. I'm not going to go into it again, but $5,300 is still too cheap for what the upside he brings. Christian Watson, you, you talked about whether you want to play him in a stack or just, just playing him uh, you know, uh,
0: separately I'm gonna play, here. I'm going to play a shit ton of Watson. $5,200, super explosive. There's nobody on,
1: on on that defense that can come anywhere close to stopping a Christian ton. Watson, so I like him quite a bit. Um. You know, and then paying down. You know, if you, if you want to even drop down, I think even guys like a Randall Cobb like makes sense at forty two hundred dollars. Yep. He continues to see a lot of a lot of opportunity here in that you know for, for that defense or for the, in that offense uh, with the but DeAndre Carter thirty nine hundred dollars, incredibly too cheap. Uh, yep. He saw ten targets last week. He seems to be one of their kind of favorite options that they've had. Uh, he's scored double digit DK points in three of his last four games, and so he is, is still a, really involved in this offense as long as Mike Williams is still out. He's only $3,900. You already talked about Chase Claypool, $3,800. Uh, if you want to go there as, as a, another value option, you can do that. Uh, only five targets last week. But, you know, that was with Trevor Simeon, at quarterback. But, you know, without Darnell Mooney, there's nobody else to really throw the ball here once again. And so he's $3,800. That is the, that is very cheap. I also think somebody like Richie James is an interesting name to look at here. You, you know, you really want to throw the ball on the, the Washington uh, Commanders. And then like we talked about the Chiefs game, I think guys like Sky Moore and Justin Watson are definitely in play in, in terms of a stack. I don't really want to know if I'd want to play them separately or on their own, but in, a, in certain terms of a stack or stuff like that, you wanna because we're gonna to have to get some cheap options. Those would be the two guys that I really want to get to. Justin Watson is thirty two hundred, and then your boy, I don't know how to pull your uh you know, twist your arm to play Sky Moore, he's thirty one hundred dollars. So
0: I love Sky Moore. Kev, before I get my wide receivers here, tell why does Andy Reid hate that man? Like, every time he gets an opportunity, Skymore is good. He is really freaking good. Like, why in the absolute, like, everything but... Shit, I'm gonna get mad on this. Why does Andy Reid bury this kid behind Marquez Valdez Scantling's DeMarcus Robinson cardio ass go route running ass like why does Scott why does Andy Reid bury him dude tell me this Kev like you got your finger on the pulse you got your ear to the ground on on Kansas City country tell me why does Andy Reid hate Sky more like what did he shit in his cornflakes like what was the deal
1: I don't think it's so much that. I think it's him learning God the offense, it. and he does make some bad mistakes. Obviously, the, f- the fumbles and the which I don't even know why he's Just back there. Don't like, put him he, on
0: punt return, which he's they finally did. Which finally punt done punt returner. Like
1: which, which, it's funny though because even still, Dave Tobe, their special teams coach, said today that that Justin Watson is now the punt returner. But Good. They are, but they are oh, still going to have God. Sky Moore work on it in practice. So that means they're not Stupid. done with the experience yet. I don't get why so, it crushes his confidence, but. He has seen 12 targets over the last two games. And so they yeah. are utilizing him more. We'll have to see how this is going to play out once Hardman comes back. I think Hardman's going <laughs> be back in the next week or two. And then who knows if there is Tony, but. I don't get uh, it. But yeah, I, I don't either. He looks really good. Like you see the stuff, like you see why they drafted him and why everybody play like <laughs> me and you loved him when he was coming
0: Why out. we love him because every time that he runs a route, like his targets per route run are through the roof and it's, the thing about it is like people look at that like on the page and they say oh they schemed up plays for him if you watch it it's not because they're scheming up plays for him it's because he's earning the targets he's outside and good lord help me if chris collinsworth or joe buck call sky Moore a pure slot receiver one more damn time i swear to god i'm gonna hate throw the damn remote against the wall he could play outside. He played outside in college. He's played outside the entirety of the freaking NFL when he's been out there. Like he's not a pure slot wide receiver. You're an idiot. If you think that it's just cause he's short and he's stock, like he's short and he's thick and he, and people comped him to golden Tate outside of that. It's a dumb narrative.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's clearly better than Marcus Vadascak. Marcus Scaling sure, he's just Lord, drop balls, which is what he's always done throughout mm. his career. So, but yeah, but thirty one hundred dollars um, MV or MBS, thirty one hundred dollars Sky <laughs> more, I think is uh, super interesting. And lastly, I did. I know I'm going to go way back up here, but I, I skipped over somebody I want to talk about, and that's Christian Kirk. I think. Oh, good.
0: I was going to bring him up if you didn't. I well, love people, Christian Kirk. People are going love to him. chase what happened with last
1: week with Zay Jones, yep, right? He is cheaper. Sure He's $4,900. Are. Christian Kirk is $6,300. Christian Kirk is definitely the baller in this offense, He's right? He's going to crush, dude. He still He's saw nine crush. targets last week. He saw 12 the week before that, nine the week before that. He sees a lot of volume. This is a great matchup against Detroit. He's $6,300, which is still you can make a case for the volume that he sees that, that is too cheap for what, what production he has. I mean, past last yep. week. League 10 against Kansas City, 34 and a half. You know, uh, then you have the the Raiders. He should be a 7K
0: wide receiver, straight up. He should be a 7 He should be up there where where Amon Ra... He should be sandwiched in between T. Higgins and Amon Ra, to be honest. Yeah, and I like Zay
1: Jones. Like, he's somebody that I've talked about all year, but he's not going to see the ridiculous amount of targets that he saw last Mm -mm. week. You know, and so for me, I, I would much rather have... Especially because I think Zay Jones is going to be popular... I think he's going to be more popular than Christian Kirk because of what he did last I week cuz people in. like to chase the box score. Oh yeah, he's
0: chalky, dude. Like he's projecting at 25% right now. Yeah, no thanks. That that All is right. that is such a donkey play. Um and I'll get into it in a second why it's a donkey play, but it's a donkey play.
1: Yeah, so that I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I hit on him um before uh cuz when but I guess you're going to talk about him. So, hit us with the wide receivers kind of in that mid to lower tier guys you're excited you want to play. So,
0: um yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I love the high price guys. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I love Christian Kirk. I'm going to have a ton of both of those guys. Actually, that's one of my favorite minis of the week because Jacksonville is bottom five versus Yak. They have allowed the most miss, missed tackles in the NFL. So Amon Ross St. Brown is going to freaking smash, and Christian Kirk on the other side is going to smash. Um, And to get into why Zay Jones is a donkey play, So people are, they realize that now, if you read the primer last week, you already knew going into the game. When I heard people talking about, oh, Baltimore has been bad versus slot wide receivers. That was true at the beginning of the season, but they are not playing DeMarion Williams anymore. They moved Marlon Humphrey into the slot. Christian Kirk was going to get him. Brandon Stevens on the outside is who you pick on. I was really high on Marvin Jones. I picked the wrong damn Jones because then Zay went off and had a freaking day. So chasing the Zane Jones production is not something that anybody needs to be doing because that was purely matchup specific. That was purely because Christian Kirk was locked down with Marlon Humphrey and still he even got the volume, but he didn't do anything with it. Now this week, Detroit Lions are top five in fantasy points per game allowed to slot wide receivers. Will Harris in the slot is God awful. So I love Christian Kirk. You could play him as a one-off. You could play him in mini stacks. He is going to eviscerate this week. Uh, moving down the board, I already talked about it, man. Like, it, the thing of it is, it comes down to a really, really simple uh, way to diagnose it. Does the team run a lot of man? All right. DK Metcalf week, baby. Does the team run a lot of zone? It is Tower Lockett week. The Rams run zone at one of the highest rates in the NFL. Ramsey and Troy Hill on the outside have been in zone. It's... Off the top of my head, it's like 60 to 65% of their coverage snaps. Tyler Lockett is going to crush them. Tyler Lockett is now projecting at like five to seven percent. I won't be surprised if you see him in a lot of contests, and considering um if people like all it takes in that range is for Devontae Adams, uh not Devonte, Devonta Smith to pick up a little bit more, Christian Kirk to pick up a little bit more. uh, Terry McLaurin or Juju to pick up a little more steam or Joshua Palmer and Tyler Lockett is going to be a sub 5% wide receiver. Tyler Lockett is going to, he's going to crush. I love him so much as a tournament play this week. Um, I like your call. I mean, we've talked about Juju, Josh Palmer. Um, Again, I'm going to play a lot of Aaron Rodgers, And the thing of it is, Kev is that the ceilings for these wide receivers People want to fade the fact that Christian Watson has been breaking shit lately. Why? Why do you want to do that? How many times and how many different years do we have to see rookie wide receivers go on tears? Like, how many times last year, Kev, did people say, Well, Amon Ross St. Brown can't do it again? Oh shit, he did it again. Amon Ross St. Brown can't do it again. Well, damn it, he did it again. It's the same thing with Christian Watson. The matchup is there between him and Alan Lazard. If you're looking at cheap pivots um, for tournaments off of Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson is right now is looking like he's going to carry half the roster percentage of Garrett Wilson. He has the same ceiling and I can grab you a case of like, go look at the Cowboys game. His ceiling's actually higher than Garrett Wilson. You look at Alan Lazard. He's going to get a ton of volume. Like, that guy, we're talking about underpriced wide receivers, Kev. Him at 5400 for a guy that could get 10 to 12 targets and legit has 100-yard, two-touchdown upside is insane to me. So, I'm going to either have a lot of, uh, if I'm not playing Rodgers, I'm going to have a lot of one-offs of, uh, depending on how chalky my teams are. Like, if you have a chalky build and you just want to, like, you have Garrett Wilson in there and you want to lower the roster percentage of your entire lineup, pivot, pivot from Garrett Wilson to Christian Watson or Alan Lazard and you're going to drop it by 10 to 15% automatically. Um, Those guys make a ton of sense. Also, I love George Pickens, man. The Atlanta Falcons are terrible. They're terrible versus wide receivers. AJ Terrell has been shadowing if he shadows this week and he's actually been really good. They just don't use him as a shadow corner. He's been terrible in coverage overall this season, but in the spots where he is shadowed this season, he has been really stinking good. Um, And I'm going to filibuster while I pull that up because he has been... It's crazy how good he's been as a shadow corner versus when they've stuck him on in zone and stuff. He's not been good. Like, he has been eviscerated all year long, but as a shadow corner, he's been really, really good. Um, AJ Terrell... I'm waiting for this. AJ Terrell has shadowed one, two, three, four times this year. He gave up one catch and three receiving yards to Terry McLaurin. He gave up four and 81, but no scores to Mike Evans. He gave up uh, one catch and nine yards to Amari Cooper and four catches and 46 yards on 10 targets to DK Metcalf. If anybody gets shattered in this game, it ain't going to be George Pickens. It's going to be Deontay Johnson. So I love a ton of George Pickens because he's going to get Darren Hall, and Darren Hall is terrible. Um, So honestly, dude, like I love the 5K range this week for wide receivers. I think that if you, and this is another reason why I think the double pay up for running backs is easy to do with Austin Eckler and Nick Chubb. You can play like, Al Lazard has 10 plus target upside. George Pickens can be a top 15 wide receiver on this week. Christian Watson can break a slate. You can even go like a little bit higher. Juju, yes. Palmer, yes. Any one of these guys could go for 25 points at 5K. So it's like, if you can get that type of production, why am I going to pay up to 8K when I can go to the running backs? You know, so that's a lot of where i'm going to be as far as wide receivers like i'm going to be living in the 5k range for most of my builds um uh, if i am going to go down i don't hate going to chase claypool um the other two guys that i have some interest in uh one of them is just for large field tournaments absolute like probably just a million maker play but with as much zone as the eagles run Robert Woods makes a, a makes some sense. Um, I know he's been toast for most of the year, but if you look at how the Titans have deployed their wide receivers, Traylon Burks has crushed man coverage. He's been okay versus zone. Robert Woods has quietly been like a top 20 wide receiver, uh, versus zone coverage and Philly. That's the bread and butter. Um, going down in the 4k range, the only other two guys that I'll probably play outside of, we talked about chase Claypool, Corey Davis going against the Minnesota Vikings makes a ton of sense. Corey Davis, before he got hurt, weeks one through six, was top 25 in yards per route run and PFF receiving grade. He is going to be like a 2% play. And out of a high total game, Kev, I think you're going to like this one, man, because this is going to pair well with one of your earlier quarterback calls. DJ Chark, baby. DJ Chark owns the deep role for the Lions. Jared Goff has not had a ceiling in the last few weeks. Part of that is because, okay, well, Amon Ross St. Brown was hurt. They traded away TJ Hawkinson. De- DeAndre Swift got nerfed. So really it's like, where, where where's your ceiling coming from? Where are the playmakers he needed at the beginning of the season? He had Chark early in the season before he got hurt. DJ Chark came back. He's played two games. The first game they eased him back. He ran seven routes. I think it was six or seven routes. Last game, he was a full-time player. His A dot was at 15. Jacksonville is bottom 10 in multiple deep ball metrics. We have a high total game. You have a player that is sub 4K that could go for 20 points. We've already seen him do it once this season. So I like DJ Chark um, a ton. Um, but that—that's really that's my wide receiver pool, Kev. I'm um, not mentioning Sky Moore too.
1: Yeah, and I—I'm I, right there with you. I think we're on the same page with a lot of these guys. So let's yep. let's go ahead and jump over to tight end. I think we pretty much hit on all the wide receivers that I can that I that I really wanted. To that hit on I'm anyway. going to play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so tight end, you have obviously Kelsey up top at 7,900. I mean, he's like playing a wide receiver one. The guy has just has been incredible this year um to be honest 70 7900 uh you could make a case maybe he should be even more expensive than that especially just the 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 pure the the pure level of production that he brings compared to everybody else like you have to go all i mean yes last week he only scored 15.7 but on most weeks that's probably still the top it's
0: like, still like 10 <laughs> points above like a lot of ends.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's Anyways, we don't have to. I mean, everybody knows Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. But then you have Mark Andrews at sixty six hundred. You have T.J. Hawkinson at fifty two. George Kittle at five k. Um, Dallas Goddard, or not Dallas Goddard? He's on our, um, uh, Gerald Everett's forty four hundred dollars. Patty Fry's forty three. And Joku's thirty nine. Um, and then you have some of the lower guys like you know uh, Foster Moreau, which I still don't know why he, they have not raised his price. Uh, with I don't the, get the it. Routes that he's running and everything, the involvement know. that he has in this offense at thirty six, and then. Um, uh, Hunter Hearst at thirty five hundred, right? Those are uh, those are kind of the range, right?
0: For me, oh, Tower, Tower Higby, that guy. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: no, it was, something, it was a Hayden Hearst joke.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Justin Reed, <laughs> God, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Oh God. <laughs> so first of all, I think George Kittle is in a really good. Place.
0: Oh, damn you, Kev. Go well, ahead what
1: well, I, I no. Actually, you know, I I did this last time. You tell us this time. Why do you love George Kittle,
0: dude? If you're talking about a tight end funnel, the tight end heaven, the tight end Shangri La, if it's not Arizona, it's freaking Miami, dude. They're bottom five at everything versus tight ends. Um, yeah, we just saw what Jordan Aikens, you know, dude. Re- everybody, everybody, and their mama has a freaking day versus Miami and tight ends. Like they 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 cannot defend versus tight ends um tight ends easy for me this week dude i'm either playing travis kelsey i'm playing george kittle or i'm playing foster moreau that's it like that's all i'm playing and honestly all my builds i'm i'm just gonna have i'm gonna have a ton one of my favorite minis of the week kev is tyree kill and george kittle that's one of my favorite mini stacks of the week you don't have to play the game you just play that mini stack and you get most of the exposure and move on um but you want a reason why I don't want to play Travis Kelsey this week is George Kittle. George Kittle is looking at like he's gonna be one to five percent and he has the upside to match Travis Kelsey. Like if Kelsey goes for 25, 27, Kittle can do that as well. Um, he's gonna he can do that as well just like three K less. So I uh, my my high my most rostered tight end for the week will be George Kittle.
1: Yeah, and I exactly what you said. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like he has the ceiling of Travis Kelsey. There's yep. maybe one other tight end on the slate that you could say about Mark Andrews.
0: His price is so stupid. Like, why did DK put him? He should be like where Mark Andrews is, or at least like they should have sandwiched him. Like he should have been in between Hawkinson and Andrews. The fact that he's five K is is asinine. Well, it's just well, it's also
1: just incredibly frustrating that they just have no commitment to utilize him either. Like, yeah, that's um, true. It's true. But. <laughs> but still at 5k I mean that is incredible price and it's it's in a game that has profile as a back and forth shootout that is great for uh George Kittle and it's also you know when you have Christian McCaffrey who's dealing with you know the knee to nine stuff there as well you know they lost Elijah Mitchell so uh, Miami's run
0: defense is really good they're gonna have yes. to throw that is not and the way that you want to beat them D- yeah. has Debo Debo hasn't Practiced has he or has he been limited? I, kn- I know he's banged up, but I, I I don't remember what his what his practice reports. He did we, he has it, a practice. He has not. We practiced didn't even talk yet, about Debo, but if Debo is out, which I I'm projecting Debo is going to be out it, again, just more reason to play Kittle.
1: Oh yeah, him hey man I hey, man, you uh, Then he becomes even more of a consolidated target share. And then yes, that I mean. would also bring in Juwan Jennings is even more so at thirty. Yep. I think he's starting dollars. But yep, yes, agreed. George Kittle is definitely the uh, I think the guy that I definitely am going to try to get the most exposure to if I can. Uh, Depending on how the bills play out, I 100% agree with Boston Rowe. And then, you know, I think that's that's uh, you know probably it. Like Tyler Conklin, I don't know. I guess he's interesting. If you play
0: Justin Herbert and tack on pull the Matty D and tack on Gerald Everett to your your Herbert stacks, but past that, I'm just not getting there. I I like Conklin as a matchup play, but in DK, like I just do. You think we have to go there? That's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I don't, I just don't think we have to go there. There's so much, like, honestly, like, I think there's just a shit ton of value on this slate, Kev, and we could get more open up with the running backs and stuff too, so.
1: Yeah, so for me, I don't think there's really much else to talk about in tight end because there's really nobody else outside of, like, no. again, you know, correlating your, your stack with the, with the tight end, you know, in there. That, mm-hmm. um, But other than that, like, as just kind of, like, one-offs or, like, not playing him in a stack. Like, there's really nobody else. Uh Patty Fryo, I guess I just wanted to mention him. Just just because of his, uh on most weeks, the amount of targets that he sees. I mean, last week he only saw four. But Dude. prior to that, I mean, 12, 7, 7, 9. He sees a lot of targets. A good matchup against Atlanta. He's $4,300. So, yep. you know, if
0: you want to do he that. He is going to blow up for, like, a 25 or 30-point game one of these freaking weeks. Like, he keeps doing this where he gets like nine to twelve targets, has like eighty yards and no scores. Like he is gonna have like a twenty to twenty-five point game before we close the books on this season. I I I, I'll, I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I agree. So, anyways, let's go ahead and jump over to defense. Then we kind of
1: hit on all the guys that we really want to hit on, anyways. Here, <laughs> so. I can tell you this when I immediately kind of usually like Monday morning or Sunday night, depending on when they drop the slate, I'll just kind of go through this like just peruse, just take a look, just take a gander, kind of just scroll through, see if there's anything crazy that stands out to me. I usually and the the first (laughs) thing that stood out to me was the Steelers at twenty six hundred dollars.
0: Oh man,
1: how in the actual (laughs) fuck are the Steelers twenty six hundred dollars against the Falcons? (laughs) And I was like, Well, that's chalk. They are going to be chalk. I, oh, I, I, I I'm
0: curious to see what their ownership is going to be, but it's going to be high. they they're chalk, but they're not that bad. They're, they're projecting between ten and fifteen percent. See there's, now that's
1: not I was thinking like Chiefs chalk last week, like they were like they were like twenty five. There's seven 30.
0: defenses that are projecting between five and ten that are pulling that pulling it off of them. But I I think in some contests you could see Pittsburgh get up to like twenty percent, twenty five percent. But even at that, like I don't care, I'll play them.
1: No, yeah. I have no problem playing them either. And so 2,600, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to lock them in. <laughs> yeah. Steelers, you know, they got JJ Watt back. Uh, Marcus Mariota makes a lot of really bad decisions. It makes a lot of really yeah. bad throws. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really like, uh, you know, going with the Steelers at $2,600. Is there anybody else that stands out to you?
0: I mean, defense is easy. It's one of three guys. It's, it's literally just play the Steelers, play the Jets, or play the Titans. That's it. And move on like I'm not I don't I don't pay up. I don't care about eating chalk. I don't give a shit. Like I but to be honest, Kev, I'll put the t- the Titans as a placeholder and if my build totally works out with all my build and I do this every week. Like I put the min defense in as a placeholder and when I build my lineups, whatever I have left over, I toss on the defense and if I don't have anything left over, I don't care. I'm not blowing up a build for a defense. I will never do that. It do, it's not worth it. Ever. Oh yeah.
1: I I did the same thing a few weeks ago. I think it was the maybe it was the Colts. That they were men. They were twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I plugged them and they scored like eight or nine. It yeah. was great.
0: Like, yeah, I mean like I I, I don't understand why people talk about it. And like you hear DFS shows and they're like, hey right, man, so they're like the four K defense. I'm gonna play ah uh, you know, they have a really good defensive matchup. I think I'm going to go up to the Ravens at 4K. What do you think? Uh, because I don't want to eat the chalk at DST. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Like, I'm not blowing up a build. All you're doing by playing a DST is you're saying one of two things. Um, one, my lineup doesn't need this DST to score to take down a tournament. Two, if all the defenses in that range fail and that defense fails, it doesn't matter anyway. Three, if one of the defenses goes off, like, if the Ravens go off this week at 4K and nobody plays them, it does not matter.
1: No, and I would rather save the money anyways and, 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 Same. and utilize it somewhere else, so... You know, Same. so I can see a lot of people talk about the Seahawks this week against the Rams because it's Bryce Perkins. But you want to know what? Yep. they're not going like, to throw the ball they're, very they're much. They're 10. They're going to 10%? run the shit out of the ball, yeah. right? And that was the problem. And I think that's something we should have thought about more with playing the Chiefs last week. Right? Was yeah, they're not going to throw the ball? They're going to continue. They don't care. Like they know their season's over. Like they're not going to put yep. Bryce Perkins out there and have him throw the ball 40 times. It's just not going to happen. So all they're going to do, at the very least, he's going to get short, short dump offs. They're going to have him run, which is what they did a lot. So, but I do think a lot of people are going to talk about the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a huge mistake. I don't want any part of this. Yeah,
0: they're, they're 10% right now. Um, same thing with the Ravens. They're like at 10%. People are going to play like if Fields is out. People will talk themselves into playing the Packers because they'll say, eh, the backup quarterback. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, have you watched the Bears offense? They want to run the ball the entire game, where are your turnovers and your sacks? Where are the actual things that score you points? They're not there. So w- what are we doing here? People?
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think the other one that would probably stand out to me a little bit could be the Jaguars just because their defense has played yeah, well at bad. times. Jared Goff can make some mistakes and really like people are always afraid of playing defenses and high scoring games. Yep, and they it's, are. it's, it's it, it is a great strategy to attack that because you're because it, because it's high scoring, there's going to be so many more opportunities. For the passing game, they for throw. interceptions, pick sixes—that's yeah. all you need. Like they, they, they can throw. give up thirty, but if they get a pick six, you know, you well, can easily be the you know the top scoring. And generally speaking, those defenses are going to be down towards the bottom
0: because of you know because because of what the game script looks like. To your point on that, that's one of the reasons why I'm going to play the Jets over the Steelers. They're exactly the same price. Atlanta loves to run, 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 run the ball. Now Mariota does a lot of dumb shit. I mean that 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 that's part of it. But the other side of that, the Jets defense is legit, and we've seen Kirk Cousins do a lot of dumb shit too. He um, really struggles under pressure. Yes, and there and and the thing we can definitively say is Minnesota is going to throw the ball more than Atlanta. That that is tried and true. It's going to happen. So I'm probably. The more I think through this, Kev, and I and honestly, like, I, I love getting on these shows because a lot of these thought experience and, like, as we talk through the slate, like, more things kind of percolate, but I think probably my favorite defense of the week is probably going to be the Jets. I, I don't hate that whatsoever. $2,600. That is incredible. I mean, they have been a very, very They're lucrative so defense. They're so freaking good, man. Like, and It's like,
1: uh, you know, Walido in the chat said, you know, the Jets uh, versus the Bills a few weeks ago, and they were... Nobody played them because they were playing the bills and they played were the them. best defense on the slate.
0: I played them. And I mean, you look at what they scored like, good Lord, man. I didn't even know this. Eight, 10, 10, 10, eight, seven, 20, 9, 12, four, two. You have to go all the way back to week three to find a week that the Jets have not scored at least seven points on defense and they have 20 point upside like that's yeah, I'm playing all the Jets I'm playing Jets. <clears throat> yeah i don't agree all right so well, let's go ahead and build this lineup we're almost at hour it. 30
1: we've done it hey we, we kind of screwed you know went through the. i mean i was hoping we up? get
0: to two hours here kev i mean i, I was hoping we go into the next calendar day how long is it before midnight can we can we make it can we oh, oh we got 13 minutes we can make we can make it in central time
1: <laughs> yeah uh walito or Walido, uh maddie would be uh cussing up and down right now if, if this was uh if he was here but he's not so oh he's, no,
0: he's sleeping in the in the nice hotel room that that Kob got him or, or DK is has got him. Um, again, so, he you
1: might know. be awake though because it's what two hours behind, so it's only nine forty seven there. So he actually might still be awake. Well,
0: that's if he brought like his Xbox or something like that. If he's gaming or something, then yes, that is true. So, all right, let's go ahead and build
1: this lineup. <laughs> go ahead and you can start us off.
0: Okay. Um. Uh. I'm gonna start us off with some value. One of my favorite dudes. Let's go, Brian Robinson. All right. Where are you heading, Kev?
1: You know what? I'm gonna do it. If he's gonna be, still, if he's not gonna be highly owned, let's see what a chief, let's see what a chief stack looks like here.
0: All right. So, you going, Patty. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Well, if you're going Patty, then I am gonna. I'll toss Juju one here. All
1: right. Well. I'm going to do the run back and I'm going to go Jamar. I'm going to go Jamar chase.
0: Oof! All right. I like it. Um, I'm just going to get, go ahead and get this out of the way. That way we know how much we're working with, uh, jets defense.
1: All right. I see here what we could do. Cause I'm, I'm kind of, I was like, well, should we go with Pacheco here? I kind of talked about him, but then at the same time, I could just lock in sky more, but I do like a lot of these five K wide receivers. We're not going to go Travis Kelsey. So,
0: do you want me to flip it back that way? I can give us some value because I already know where I'm going to go in my next one. You All get right, go ahead. Uh, DJ Chark. So now we got 5,400. We could go Sky. Would you rather go Sky? Because that would put us at 3K or 3,100. All I'm thinking is like get the value guy in here. I'll leave it to you. It's either Chark or Sky or
1: so Sky. At least 5,700 dollars a piece. What we I wonder, so let's see. I just want to see. If we went George Kittle at tight end.
0: Yeah, I was just flex, about to plug him in there. go
1: Tyreek. There's not enough. <laughs> 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 I was hoping we could, we could get something in there. But we only have $3,300 left. We would not
0: have enough. Damn. Mm. You'd have to sacrifice the chase run back. Do you want to keep Kittle in there? Are we doing that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep All him right. in there. Okay. So it's still uh, to you? Right, so we got running back and flex.
1: Hmm. You know, what we could do. We could pay up for another uh, for another running back, and okay. still have enough to get a value player in okay. there. Let's go. If we went Chubb, that would leave forty one hundred dollars left.
0: Yep, we could do that. Put Chubb in there, and then forty one hundred. So
1: who would you go with at four? At
0: uh, let me go down to the forty one hundred. See who's available. Uh. You know what? Let's get leverage off of the Garrett Wilson chalk. Let's go Corey Davis, and that that actually correlates because then it's Corey Davis and the Jets defense.
1: All right. Well, we're gonna lock this in. I think I this. Like
0: this. This is a sexy lineup,
1: dude. There's a lot of different this. stuff we could do here if, if some things change. You know, if if you want to do something a little different, really, just dropping Nick Chubb, I think it could really open up some other options. If you really, don't, if you know people don't feel comfortable going Corey Davis, um, there's some other options here um so this lineup is patrick Mahomes, brian robinson nick chubb juju smith schuster jamar chase sky moore george kittle Corey davis and the jets d with no dollars remaining we are going to lock this in oh, yeah. walito uh as per usual thoughts on this lineup Derek carr austin Eckler, brian robinson devontae adams alvin ross brown christian kirk tyler conklin olamide sakias is okay so we're going really off the board here and then and the titans d i mean i
0: don't hate it i don't hate it um I guess the the only thing I'd say, Walido, is if you're playing for the car ceiling, then I would like to correlate um, Moreau with that. And I, I forget what their price difference is. I don't think it's much. Are they like the same price? How would you? Uh, so wouldn't you? would you feel better though? Like, are, let me know how you feel about this. If you drop, oh, they the are car, different. They are different, like five hundred. But
1: let me see something. See now. Because what if you drop from Carr? Because you have Amon Ron St. Brown, you have Devonte Adams, or Devontae Adams, you have um, Amon Ross, and you have Christian Kirk in there, right? So let's say you go. Gauff Why don't you just drop instead.
0: to to Law? Drop drop to Trevor Lawrence,
1: or Trevor. I mean, where's Derek Carr? He's what six? Carr is fifty-six. He's actually less, right? He's actually oh, yes. less he than less. Trevor Lawrence. And then he want to go Eckler. That's fine. You can keep the same mini stack with Devonte Adams yeah. and Eckler in there. And so, that's fine. We can do that. You want to go Brian Robinson? Cool. Don't mind that. And what is uh, Amon Ra? Plug him in. Let's see. So, you know if this is going to work. Kirk. Conklin. What do you like, at? Zacchaeus
0: is. three thousand six hundred. I guess. I guess my only hang-up with this lineup, I like this lineup a lot. But I think that you can... I think that I would rather you go with like one of the high total guys. Like if you're going to go low to Zacchaeus, like I'd rather plug in Sky Moore and then get you up to with that extra 500, get you up to Foster Moreau, and then you're correlating better with Derek Carr. Because if Carr goes off, it's it's Adams, yeah. But you know the ball, if it's not going to Adams or Jacobs, it's going to go to Moreau or Mac Hollins. Like that offense is super condensed. So I, I would much rather you, like, play the 2v2 two two of Moreau and Sky Moore over Zacchaeus and Conklin, but that's me. Or. 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 Or.
1: What if you did this? All right, I'm waiting. I made I made a few little liberties with, with your lineup here. <laughs> Not much. It's mostly the same.
0: Just, just little tweaks. Little tweaks.
1: I went Jared Goff at quarterback. Okay. Okay. With Amanase Brown, Christian Kirk, I plugged in DJ Chark. I removed Alameda Zaccheaus. So we got the stack there for that.
0: Yeah. We, got, okay. we
1: You keep Austin Eckler and Devontae Adams, right? Yeah. But you keep the Titans as well, but you drop from Brian Robinson to Jalen Warren, who's $4,900, and now Booyah. it all fits. boo All that fits.
0: Oh, uh, that's, that's pretty. I so really it would that.
1: be Jared Goff, Austin Eckler, uh, Warren – Devontae Adams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Christian Kirk, Tyler Conklin, DJ Chark, and Titans D.
0: And, and you know, the great thing about that too, Kev. Um, and it, if you want to go this way, Walido, uh, one of the the good things about this, Kev, is what you did is you're getting exposure to multiple high total games. Like you have your main stack is in a 51 total game between Detroit and Jacksonville. And then your other mini stacks are with Eckler and Adams. You're in another 50 point total game. Like, That's one of the things that I think a lot of people don't do enough of is that you could really easily stay in high total games. You could take the high total games in GPPs and say, all right, if there's a shit ton of scoring in this game, this game, this game, okay, how do I build a lineup with parts from the high total games? Like, you could pick out Sky, you could pick out DJ Chark, you could pick out all these guys and just saying, if the scoring goes other places or it goes to the cheap guys... Then I'm still in hi- all high total games. Then it's Yahtzee, that all hits.
1: Yeah. So I really like this lineup a lot. So, yep. <laughs> well, you do whatever you want to do. Obviously, you know you asked about the lineup. This that that is what I would do. Like that's how I, I, would I do. like
0: I like your build, Kev. I like your build better than my idea, to be honest. I Like it, my problem with Carr is that yeah he's he's been better, but. Like, what's, what's your ceiling with Derek Carr? Like, like what, what's... He's not going to get you 30. Like, the last two weeks, he's had good games. And those good games have resulted in 22 and 23 points. Like, he's got three games of at least 22 points on the entire season. Like, he, can he get you 30? No, he can't get you 30. Can Trevor Lawrence get close to that? Sure jared golf um i want to see jared golf has gotten 30 at least one yeah he's gotten 37 this year and he's gotten 26 so he has two outings this year where he's proved that he can get you higher scoring games than even Derek carr what's up leo oh damn it's morning in germany well shit i'm sitting here night capping you have your morning coffee and i'll have my whiskey
1: <laughs> yeah Pretty sure you rock with us. Uh, so, yeah. I think... Uh, and you know what? Oh, well, We have three minutes left until... Not even three minutes until midnight. Three minutes until
0: midnight in Central? Two
1: minutes. Two minutes till midnight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're just filibustering now so we can make the quota. We're not going to make it to two hours cause I think Kev might fall asleep at the desk.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I, we're not... <laughs> But we got little, We got to start a little later than normal. Like I said,
0: Maddie. Yeah, would... that's my fault. That's on me, fam.
1: No, it's not a big deal at all. But Maddie would have would have snapped by now.
0: Well, yeah, but Maddie Maddie is the youngest person on this show, but he's the biggest grandpa at all three of us. Oh, I know. Like he's actually a bigger grandpa than probably even Ryan too.
1: Yeah, uh, and he's a you know he's a new dad, new uh, new girl. Oh, dad. did he
0: have did he have the baby?
1: No, no, Maddie.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt,
1: yeah. Ryan, Ryan has a couple more.
0: Matt, Maddie uses the, the the kiddo is the excuse. I'll call Maddie all the time, and he doesn't answer. I was busy with the kid. Uh huh, uh huh. I'm gonna call you at KOB, Maddie. I'm saying it right now. So when you don't pick up, what's your excuse? Oh, I, I was talking to Awesomeo. My bad, my bad. I was talking to Awesomeo. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> it's got to be a good time though. He, I, it's. Which is funny how everything comes together because we talked about that like before the season right before the season started about because he he also got invited uh similar to from mlb he, yeah yeah i with, was uh, like he made the NBA. live
0: final and he did really well at uh at mlb
1: yeah and so we were we were actually we went through the whole thing he was showing me all like the you know where you get to stay and all this other stuff yeah. and like how, how he really wanted to go and he i made
0: Kob last year and i wasn't able to go i was working and stuff like that and I honestly, I wouldn't have been able to go this week, um, even if I made the live final, like I had the two seats and stuff. But they crashed and burned. But I wasn't even able to go anyway because my daughter has a dance recital this week. So, uh, as much as that would have killed me, I wouldn't even be uh, living it up the the life fantastique with Maddie right now. Sadly.
1: What's the flavor of whiskey?
0: Uh, it's Angel's Envy. So yeah, bourbon not really so much like a, a flavored, although i will drink a lot of honey whiskeys just because they're good sips yeah i'm I'm not like i
1: i have like one mode but if i drink it's just i'm getting fucked up right <laughs> <laughs> like your typical like uh like frat guy like
0: once, once it, upon a time in mexico cab is that oh, sort of oh
1: yeah there's all kinds of words <laughs> that, yeah
0: <laughs> i know i've heard them
1: <laughs> yeah so but for me now like i just don't like hangovers i can't do and so like, oh, i don't dude. i don't, so I don't have that like like that like no, yeah hey, i, I just have a couple beers or hey i'm gonna i'm gonna you know have a couple drinks or whatever that'll work
0: that way as soon as you get my lips. once you get past the the 30s of the 30s like the mid 30s hangovers are just it's a it's a killer especially yeah. with kids oh, yeah know? for
1: sure so i'm like frank the tank now like it's just you know just, it hits the lips you know it's just yeah <laughs> so I don't drink for I very rarely I can't tell you the last time I drank. Like it's been a few years. Like it's I am not against it whatsoever. You know, i like I said, I've had plenty of, of party days in my
0: time, but Yeah, well I live off of uh whiskey and sour candy uh during the season. So there's the whiskey and there's the sour patch. That's basically what fuels the primer weekly. So Sour
1: Patch is good. I do like sour patch, it's good candy. Sour
0: patch is awesome. It's quite good. So anyways,
1: all right. Well we have officially hit it's now twelve oh one. So we we have we've passed the the you know, we've, we've talked enough. We've rambled enough now. Uh, so I do appreciate everybody rocking with us. We had a pretty solid, uh, you know, in the chat. Love always seeing that. Chat rocking going and everything else. And so we will be back again next week for the week 14 main slate breakdown and get closer and closer to Christmas. I so hope everybody's uh, – the holidays, hope everybody's doing well. Uh, you know, this is a tough time of the year for some people, you know, with everything going on. But that being said, I appreciate everybody rocking with us. D-Bro, happy uh, that you are able to join me. It's always a great time. And hopefully we can get the tricycle back together at some point, um, you know, here before. Because we also the Christmas days, the Christmas week slate is amazing.
0: Dude. Oh, Christmas week slate! Like I'll, I'll, I don't care. I'll, I'll sit here and do the pod from my phone while I'm opening presents. I'm totally down with that, man. Yeah. So we'll, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, every every one of y'all is is family and stuff, and and doing the pod with y'all on, on these holidays and stuff like Thanksgiving is is a rite of passage, a rite of passage. It's a religion. Um, same thing with Christmas, dude um it's it's a blessing so much love to you uh and ryan and maddie and the fact that we get to talk ball and we've been doing it for so many years man it's, it's awesome
1: yeah so and i we appreciate appreciate having you around it's always been a good time see i call you an idiot sometimes but uh, it's all in good fun uh, excuse
0: me uh fucking idiot thank you oh you're much.
1: excuse me yeah you're right right fucking idiot that, that is how it yeah. started uh yeah. that everybody gets it uh nobody is immune so and i i appreciate walito always being in the chat drop a super chat. A way of saying appreciate i love that. you yeah, it is. Yeah, if I don't call you that. If I don't say anything to you, I don't like it, so. Um. <laughs>
0: it's true. It's true. It's true. Words are never spoken.
1: Yeah. And so, anyways, everybody have a great weekend this weekend. This is a, an amazing slate. If you haven't already, you can jump into our absolutely free Discord. It's in the link of every one of our videos, podcasts, all in there. It's free. Uh, so, if you have any questions, we're here. Uh, like I said, this is one of the best slates we're probably going to have all, all year with just the amount of, uh, of value mixed with great games that we're going to have on this slate so hope everybody's able to win some money this weekend get some money in your pocket before Christmas have a good weekend we will see you all again next week for the DFS week 14 breakdown have a good night bye
0: you could tell me what to do know who you talking to, well, you better get used to
1: the way the what?
0: Yeah, that's a great little man Break it down Think you're right now Think you're right Think you're a big man <laughs> i treat you like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to